The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonalls, or Success Publishing International. Worried about retirement? Want to travel the world or just be around to watch your kids grow up but you can't because you're drowning in debt? Now you can with Heather Wagonhalls and the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Heather will show you how to stop chasing your wallet, eliminate debt, lose financial stress, and live the life of your dreams. If you truly ever wanted to have more, do more, be a give back more, now's your chance. Listen weekly to hear what others are doing to manage their money better with these proven strategies for building wealth with the Keys to Riches financial philosophy. Now, here's your host, Heather Wagonhalls. I feel like I should be running out on stage. Hey! <laughs> I'm here. Here's Heather. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> There we go. <laughs> you were probably too young to stay up for Johnny Carson. No, I remember Johnny Carson. He was pretty doggone funny, as a matter of fact. Best. And Ed McMahon, his little he, sidekick. He was the best. You're my Ed McMahon. There you go. <laughs> <I> was... <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. This segment is sponsored by Who? That would be audible.com. <laughs> Unlockyourwealth.com. <laughs> and thanks for playing. Uh, yeah. No, you pervert. <laughs> Kellogg's. Ugh. This segment is sponsored by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash free book and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Woo! Okay, folks. So, welcome to the show. I am your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonholtz, and I am flanked by the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry. Uh, thank you very much. And we are going to help you get your money mind right on today's show with the following great features. What key is it? Key number week? one. We are a brand new season, a brand new show. Acceptance and affirmation. That would be correct. <laughs> we also have a moolah word of the day. Okay, so uh, let's address our moolah Word of the day. Oh, by the way, if you want to hear a kick-ass interview that can potentially help you make some serious decisions with regard to what's coming up in this election, I would encourage you to visit unlockyourwealthradio.com and visit that show for this week because we have Dan Johnson from Tax Revolution Institute. So if you're tired of paying too many taxes or you just fearful when that IRS phone rings, um, or when the phone rings and it's the real IRS, not one yeah, of these yeah, frauds yeah. and scams. <laughs> then Pakistan. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, I got another one. Uh-huh. While I was sitting on hold waiting to do an interview on that very same topic. It's it was coming so up on Facebook. People on Facebook are actually talking about it now. So it's like it's it's nonstop. Yeah. So, uh, but if you want to learn more about what you can do and how to get a part, how to get to become a part of the tax revolution, uh, tune into that interview that we have with Dan Johnson. So, uh, moolah or the day is working capital. So, to calculate working capital, you need your current assets 
minus current liabilities. So if you remember um, in our Unlock Your Wealth radio show, uh, we talked about current assets when we talked about how we need, how we determine those when we do our balance sheets. And so current assets are all of the stuff that we have that is either liquid or can be liquidated in less than a year. So that's how we calculate that. So current assets minus current liabilities gives us our working capital. And working capital measures how much in liquid assets a company has available to build its business. This number can be positive or negative, depending on how much debt the company is carrying. In general, companies that have a lot of working capital will be more successful since they can expand and improve their operations. Companies with negative working capital may lack the funds necessary for growth. It is also called net current assets or current capital. So you want to think of working capital is, um, let's say you're a business that manufactures things, okay? And you have to buy raw materials in order to convert them into your finished product that you sell. So if you want to expand and sell more, you could do that. You can go out and sell more. But the problem with that is if you only have resources to build 100 widgets and you go out and sell 1,000 widgets, you're going to have 900 people that are going to be upset or one person that ordered 900 widgets that you can't deliver because you don't have the money to make it. And so that's why people think about, oh, when I start up a company, they think, well, I got to buy a computer, I got to buy this, I got to buy that. But they don't think about what they need to actually operate the business. And I'm not just talking about flipping on the lights and the electricity. I mean, we're talking raw materials. You have to be able to buy those and for a while because, you know, what are the collections process for getting paid? You know, are you giving people terms? Even if you're not giving them terms, if, if it's due within 30 days of receipt, you're still out 40 days, depending on how long it took you to build it. You know, so by the time you see, if I buy raw materials today to build my widget, and it, let's say it takes me 10 days to get my widget built, then I ship it to you and then you have 30 days to pay me. I'm like 45 to potentially 60 days before I get my money back on that initial outlay of cash. And so next month, somebody else is going to want to order 100 widgets. While I'm waiting for that first 100 widgets, you order another 100 because you sold them. And so I've got to be able to build that next 100 widgets, Right. While I'm waiting for that. And so if I want to expand, I've got to be able to build a thousand widgets at the drop of a hat, raw materials wise. Yeah. In addition to all my other ongoing expenses. So that's why working capital is so critical. And that's uh, as we talk about what makes new businesses fail is that inability to effectively calculate the appropriate amount of money you need because it's not just your initial investment getting started like if you want to you know have like a limo company it's not just about buying like five limos it's about buying the gas it's about securing the advertising i mean you need money to bring those customers in you know if you talk about a service thing so it's not just the individual or initial uh startup capital that's required it's the stuff that you need to continually seek new customers and you can't seek new customers on top of your existing customers if you don't have positive working capital it's bottom line would would you need that for 
six months, a year? I guess it depends on the business, right? It depends on the business, but if you, I am an under promise, over deliver kind of person. And I've worked for several venture capitalists and I've done a lot of business plan writing and I've done some M&A and I've also, you know, um, done startups, I, you know, in real estate, I, I, I've done consulting where I go in and I, uh, from start to operating and profitable, you know, I've run, you know, real estate companies, set them up from scratch, hired all the people, put all the policies and procedures in place, did all the training and all of that stuff. And if you, I, I like to have a year. I like to think that the first year you won't make any money. Yeah. Um, but you would need at least six months. If you are making something that has a huge, in the Y-U-G-E sense, <laughs> hashtag huge, sense that if you have huge huge margins then perhaps you can get away with six months but what if your product takes off and skyrockets you know that's the challenge you have you want to operate assuming that you build like incrementally but what if you have to build exponentially yeah you know, let's say you're in manufacturing, but you don't have active salespeople going out and selling it. You just put up a website and all yeah. of a sudden, you know, you got orders for a million. Yeah, the My Pillow guy. The My Pillow guy is the prime example. What a great reference from a past interview at yeah. Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Yeah. So, yeah, so we got to think about those kinds of things when it comes to um, working capital and getting our, 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 uh, our finances appropriately accounted for um, because you can plan for incremental growth and but exponential growth kind of just happens to you. You know, all of a sudden it catches on, right. something goes viral and bam, all of a sudden everybody wants your deal. Yeah. And, and so you, you have to, you, you have to create alternatives if you haven't prepared for it financially. And that could be dangerous to your product, too. Well, no question, because think about this. You know, I know some people right now that are going to loan sharks, you know, and they're because they didn't appropriately plan. And now they're pinched and they've got demand in the marketplace that they can't meet. Oh, boy. You know, and so now they're going to have to go take alone at 17 to 21% interest oh, boy. just to, and, and their profit margins aren't really big enough to support that. But it's like, what do you do? What else do you do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or shut your doors. You're going to piss off a lot of people and it's better to, to meet the consumer demand, you know, than it is mm-hmm. to piss a bunch of people off yeah. and then get a bad reputation because it's so much harder to overcome a bad reputation. Sure. So that's it for our moolah word of the day. Uh, Let's transition, shall we, to this week's key. Cool. So it's a brand new season. It's a brand new key this week. And so uh, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, thanks so much for stopping by. We are so glad to have you. And uh, to acquaint you with what this is about, the Keys to Riches is a financial philosophy that teaches you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money. It also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest, all while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do this one week at a time, one key to time here at Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. And so our first key in our baker's dozen of keys is acceptance and affirmation. So it's a twofold key. One of the things that you um, will 
be acutely aware of as you proceed through the keys is that we are just not your run-of-the-mill money management personal finance show. We are a biology-based money management show. And the reason why is even though we have this fabulous capacity for higher thought, logic, and reason, we still respond with the same primitive brains that we did when we were eluding saber-toothed tigers. And so it's not just enough to know how to manage your money correctly because let's face it you don't need me to tell you to spend less and save more you already know how to do that but you're not so you're looking for some sort of alternative we because want it to land in our lap yes yeah and and that's a biological trait yeah. of ours that uh, seeking pleasure and avoiding pain in this moment So as we think about that, and in reference to this key, one of the biggest hurdles is coming to terms with where you are so you can change the direction you want to go. But the longer that we stay in denial, refuse to admit we have a problem, want to continually play the victim and make it other people's fault, and until we accept where we are, and what we know and what we don't know about money, we're never going to make a change. We're always going to get what we've always gotten. And and that journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step, which isn't even a physical step. It's about a personal step, a mental, emotional, spiritual, metaphysical step. And that's accepting where you are. And we want to do this in a non-judgmental way. And I think about when um, I first read Nathaniel Brandon's work on the six pillars of self-esteem, and he talks about acceptance. And acceptance is not agreement, okay? Acceptance is not approval. These are some words that become associated with acceptance, and that's why we will, quote, I refuse to accept that, unquote. Have you ever said that? Sure. sure. So that so when you refuse to accept something, says that you are actively choosing to remain in denial. And denial is not just a river in Egypt. It is actually a metaphysical place in the universe that we all fall into when we distort, delete, or generalize the truth to fit uh, to fit us. And This is all normal, natural. Like when I say we're biologically set up to fail at successfully managing our money, we are. Because anything that doesn't fit with our view of how things should be, we delete, distort, or generalize it. We, you know, we fit the truth to our story Mm -hmm. as opposed to telling our story alongside the truth. And the more we do that, the less successful we're going to become. And over time, it's going to be that definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. And if you want to have something different in your life, if you want to be something different in your life, then you must do something different in your life. And we can't get there. We cannot ascend to that choice until we accept where we are. Because it's like saying, I want to go to San Diego, but not knowing you're standing in Phoenix, Arizona. 
Because if you don't accept that you are in Phoenix, Arizona, how are you going to plan effectively to get to San Diego? You kind of know where it is, but if you don't know where you are and you're not willing to accept that maybe you're further away from San Diego than you wanted to be, then you're never going to get there. And, and you certainly can't make an appropriate plan to get to San Diego if you have no idea where you are or if you refuse to accept where you are. Because in some way, when you make an acceptance of where you are, you're also leveling a judgment. And that's another thing that we do when we get here is it's not just about denial because denial says it's not happening. I don't have to deal with it. So it allows us to avoid pain because it might be painful to address it. And that's a natural biological tendency. But we might also not just be avoiding the, the physical or emotional pain itself, but we are naturally judgmental creatures. And that judgment serves us well. Fire, I better stay away from it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's making, an, making a judgment about what fire is, is a good thing. But we don't just judge fire. We judge everything. And many times it's not the fear of finally accepting where we are. It's, it's the fear of the judgment that we're going to level against ourselves. Sure. Because think about it. You can be in denial all day long that your credit is crappy, that you have no money in the bank, right? But as your friend, I know you don't have any money. I know you have crappy credit and you don't have to say anything specific about your credit, but I can invite you somewhere. Oh, I can't afford to do that, man. Or, you know, uh, I wish I could buy a new car, but I can't afford, I can't finance it. So by telling me you can't finance it is telling me either you're unwilling or unable. And it's likely that you're unable because you're probably willing. You would have already done it if you could. Sure. You know, so instead you complain about your car or whatever, and you're in denial that your credit is as bad as it is or that you're broke as you really are. But that doesn't mean everybody else around you is in denial. And so by avoiding judgment doesn't mean that other people have not judged you about it. So you might as well get over yourself so you can make a change. If, you know, because the judgment that we level against ourselves, you know, is only because we want to continually deny that things aren't happening. But just because you're denying it doesn't mean everybody else doesn't know. Everybody knows. Yeah. There's a little secret I'm letting you in on. That's total bonus, not included in the price of today's show. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody already knows you're in denial. So just come out of denial and fix things. Because, you know, I mean, when your neighbors see you moving because your house just got foreclosed on whatever you tell them isn't going to change their opinion when they see that foreclosure it's sign not really my fault <laughs> yes it's, so, the, it's the bank's fault yes you know i have a friend that has a luxury property and his neighbors were moving one day and he didn't even know that they were moving and he was sharing this story with me and they were saying well, you know, markets changed and uh, I can't afford my mortgage payment anymore. And he was thinking, oh my gosh, you bought a house that cost this much and didn't pay cash for it? He was like, more, he couldn't even imagine somebody like living beyond their means. It like never occurred to him wow. to finance his house like that. And his neighbors are like, yeah, you win some, you lose some. And he was just, he was just mortified yeah. by that. You know, so um, newsflash. Everybody else knows where you are. Uh, 
So you might as well come to terms with it because the sooner you do, the, the, the more tools you have to change where you are. You are listening to the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. This segment is sponsored in part by KeepMyID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown with their special offer for Keys to Riches radio listeners by visiting our website at keystoriches.com forward slash KeepMyID and click on the link to start protecting your identity and financial future right now. Remember to use promo code WAGS. So the first half of this key is accepting where we are. And we want to do this in the most empowering way and preferably without breaking things like your mobile phone. (laughs) So we want to accept where we are without judgment. We want to avoid judging ourselves because that's not helpful. It's not going to do us any good to berate or flagellate ourselves or ruminate, as Dr. Joel Wade would say, on things that haven't gone correctly or the way we desired them to go. We just need to let it go and say, okay, I am where I am because of my choices, right, wrong, or indifferent. If I want to, again, have something different or be something different, I must do something different. And by accepting where I am without leveling the guilt and the judgment and the admonitions, and I move forward, now I'm empowered to chart a separate course. But if I'm in denial, why would I chart a new course? There's no reason to. If nothing's wrong, there's no reason I could keep doing the same old, same old. Keep on keeping on. You bet. So now that I've accepted it, I have given myself all the power I need to move forward. But, or I should say, however, comma, there's still this other stinky little thing called our biology that's going to get in the way from keeping us to fully self-actualizing when it comes to money management. And that, my friends, is the patterning and the behaviors already set in place. So uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're biologically set up to fail at long-term money management. And because of the way our brains think and process information, we go through our instinctive survival brain first, then we go into our emotional brain first, and then we have a thought or a feeling about it. Um, And then we compare it to other thoughts or feelings we've had in the past. And then if it's a behavior that's already been entrained, then we're just going to do the same thing we've always done every time something happens. And we're going to repeat that behavior over and over. Think about something simple like moving the salt and pepper shaker after it's been sitting in the same spot on the table for like years. And then you move it and you keep reaching for the salt and pepper and you're like, oh, wait, I put it over there. But you still reach there first. Habits are hard to break. Mm -hmm. So even though we've created this empowering state by accepting where we are, now we have to retrain the behavior. But most important, we have to retrain our belief in ourselves. Because if we were stuck in denial, if we were leveling judgment, accusations, and ruminating about the past, that's a habit that we have to overcome. And the only way that we can do that successfully is by affirming our capability to do so. Now, some people say affirmations don't work. And I will say some affirmations work. I think about you know, uh, my former financial planner who used to say, some plans work. No plan never works. 
You know, some plans, you know, when it comes to money management may not be effective. Right. And you have to make a change, but at least you did something, something. you know, to be able to measure a result. The interesting thing about affirmations is affirmations always work. If you are doing affirmations and you are not generating the outcomes you desire, it's because the structure of your affirmations or the content of your affirmations is what is not correct. It's less than desirable. And so let's, let's explore what that is because we don't, we usually run out of time on the show. And so we don't ever really get to delve into a great structure, but I have a strategy that uh, I learned part of the strategy from Mac Newton. And then I built upon it and refined it the more I studied the brain and what the brain does. And so I have come up with what I call the six P's for affirmation success. And this is our unlock your wealth strategy. Um, And it's part of the keys to riches financial philosophy. And the six P's help you craft affirmations that are productive. And if you if you are saying, oh, well, affirmations don't work. I tried them and like they totally didn't work. Um, so that's kind of like affirming things right there. But think about this. Uh, have you ever struggled with clumsiness? Have you ever struggled with weight management? Not just money management, but weight management. Sure. Uh, have you ever struggled, uh, with, um, uh, a skill? Um, a lot of it has to do with your beliefs and what you have affirmed over the years. You know, if you drop something and you just, and somebody's, you know, laughs at you or whatever, you're just like, Oh, I'm just clumsy. What did you just do? You set yourself up for being clumsy. I am just clumsy. You're affirming your clumsiness. And so in order for that, for the body and the brain to make that belief take hold, it's got to look for other opportunities for you to miss the mark, to be less careful. You're setting yourself up to be clumsy. What about people that say, you know, oh, um, you know, you're overweight. And, and like everybody in your family is morbidly obese, you know, and they, and they go, oh, well, we're just big boned. So now you're affirming that it's okay to be morbidly obese when we all know it's not because it wouldn't be called morbid obesity if it wasn't going to kill you. Right. My father right. died of morbid obesity at a very young age and he shouldn't have. Wow. So, you know, uh, we know what's true and we know what's comfortable. And so we affirm things to create beliefs in ourselves that, that make us feel better about what it is we are because we're too scared to change. And so just like these things that we have affirmed the negativity and garbage in our life, oh, I'm just not good with numbers. So you don't even bother learning how to manage money. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's another powerful one. Oh, well, my dad just says I'm terrible with numbers. Okay, so you're affirming that you're terrible with numbers. So, so it, it, why would you even try to manage your money successfully? I mean, I mean, that's what happens yeah. when we, we make these blanket statements. They exactly. become beliefs over time. And we start to believe it. So, and this stuff doesn't happen just, you know, overnight. I mean, we can have single event learning experiences in, in, in a heightened state of emotion in a crisis. And I'll give you a prime example. Uh, it took me 10 years to turn left after I got into a serious car accident making a left-hand turn. I would rather make three rights and go out of my way because I, in that moment, said turning left isn't safe. 
And it had nothing to do with me. It had everything to do with the other driver, but it created in such a high stress environment. It created in that moment, you know, me going on. And finally I said, you know what? I can make safe left-hand turns. I don't have to go four miles out of my way to get somewhere just because I don't want to make a left-hand turn. And and so I was able to cast aside that deeply held belief and, and, and instead of passing the destination, I, I would have to remember to go get in the left lane. Yeah. But it took a while to like have to remember, oh, I need to turn left here, not pass it, make a right, make a right, make a right so I can go straight. Wow. You know, I had to like retrain myself. I had to actively move from from that far right lane into the far left lane saying, I'm going to turn left here. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it took me a while. And I had to actively affirm, I'm turning left here. I am turning left here. And I had to do that until it became automatic to turn left where I'm supposed to turn left. Yeah. Instead of make three rides. Interesting. Yes. Uh, so uh, our six P's for affirmation success teach you how to craft that. This strategy is very, very effective. And I invite you to the website to download the worksheet to help you start crafting your affirmations. And uh, if you get the book, Seven Elements for Self-Empowerment, it's Yes You Can 2.0. We actually have um, one of the elements that helps us to create our six P's for affirmation success. And you can utilize that workshop. So please visit our website for this week's key affirmation, key action item, and uh, key statement. And that is keystoriches.com. And for more great resources, also to help you manage your money more more effectively, visit our website at keystoriches.com. For the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2016 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.